You're not a Virgo by any chance, Nikki, are you? No. Why? <laughs> Michael coughs, we'll edit it out. It's just funny. No. I'm a Scorpio. Oh. <laughs> I never just knew be that. Let's be warned. Did you not? Oh, God, I'm I feel most... like we're starting properly now. Morning, girls. Yeah, morning. <laughs> I'm exhausted already. <laughs> Welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stowe. And I'm Nikki Pope. We are gathered today for a, lo- a lovely chat. Well, I hope it's going to be a lovely chat with Gary Hooker and Michael Young, yeah. the owners of the Hooker and Young brand, which is a company of four salons based in Newcastle and the North East. They've been going for about 30 years now, haven't they? Salons have been going for about 30 years and Gary's been in hairdressing for longer. He's... Um, I think they met through work, but they are now married, live together, as well as running the business. Wow, power couple. Absolutely, and award-winning on almost every level. So whether it's for their creative work, their stage work, for their businesses, Mm -hmm. for salon teams, for retailing, they've really worked hard at almost every aspect of being in the hairdressing business. And Michael now is working very hard on his photography and doing some really beautiful hair shoots which is interesting but we've invited them to talk because it is mental health awareness week and we're very interested to find out what it's like for people who who do seem to have it all they seem to have it made and are they going through the same struggles that the rest of us are whether it's as hairdressers or as business owners well especially Um, as they're used to being so busy it's it would be interesting to find out what they've been doing with their time and how they've been you know keeping keep on keeping on top of their own well-being yeah coping for themselves and for their team so let's bring them in yes let's thanks guys thanks for joining us and we're going to be talking about well-being because obviously it's mental health week um so we wanted to find out how you guys are doing in the salon well not in the salon outside of the salon yeah we should well, wear in the salon how you're doing being in the salon. <laughs> yeah exactly and and you how you know the trolls and tribulations of being a salon owner and how you're working that with your team and you know the responsibilities yeah. that that comes with and the well yeah thanks 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 for yeah, having thank us you. Pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having me. us i think it's been a long time coming we've been it would have been nice to be down at your place I nikki know. and having a cup of cup of tea with you but and, uh, we'll get you to, to join in when you come back you won't you have to escape <laughs> the invite the the baptism of fire but so it's been lovely seeing everybody on zoom and doing so many lives and facebooks and things and i've been following i know you two have been um quite proactive and done a lot of stuff and I kind of sense, you know, sometimes seeing how busy you've been, has that been something you've set out to be? You know, who knew what lockdown was going to be like? Have you sat there and thought, we've got to be doing stuff? Or is it just happening? Not, I mean, not at all. To be honest, I think the thought, if somebody had said to us, um, the world is going to grind to a halt and you're going to have to stay home for weeks on end, it would have been just a pretty horrific thought. I mean, probably more so for Gary than for me, because he's like a bit of a caged animal when he can't get out. And I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I'll find things to keep myself busy, even if being busy just means watching Netflix or, you know, getting into a new box set. But, um, you know, we're very similar in a lot of ways, but I think we differ when it comes to um, 
downtime and 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 what we do with our spare time yeah i think i think when it first all started to happen um bearing in mind i'd been off work anyway for three months because i'd broken my leg at christmas so i was just starting to get back into the salon and just starting to get a little bit of normality back into my life uh so it was even harder for me i mean we literally the day we went in lockdown we were supposed to be going away in a on my birthday holiday for two weeks. So it was like, oh, no. absolutely, you know, that it's, it was just hard to comprehend that yeah. we weren't going to be going away on holiday. Um, and then, well, once it all, we realised it was definitely happening. And again, everybody thought two weeks, then I always said it's going to be longer than two weeks. Mm. Um, and then I think we sort of like knew we had to keep in, in contact with all the team. So we set up different groups with, our, with all our team and uh, to keep them all informed and to obviously stay connected with them. And then one thing just led to another and we got asked to do something. And then we thought, let's make it a little bit funny as well. You know, try and lighten the mood because everybody was getting really serious. Yeah. Um, and it just went on from there, really. We certainly didn't expect to be, um, from, a, from a work perspective, we didn't expect to be busy during lockdown, far from it. But, you know, then I don't think anybody in, in hairdressing sort of was ready for what was going to happen. Mm, yeah. And... And the, the way that everybody pulled together and the real sense of community. So, you know, all the sort of how-tos and all the education and the interviews with, you know, icons. And it's just been like, it's been brilliant to watch, but it's also been brilliant to be a part of it as well. So Gary, how have you organised it? Just very quickly, you've got four salons, Newcastle in the Northeast. You're very well yeah. established. You both, the business has been going for 30 years. Yeah, 30 years now. So have you got people on furlough? Have you got people... How, how have you organised the company well, we've side got, of it? Um, we've got all our staff on furlough apart from um, the managers uh, who, we've, who are shareholders in the, in the in this respected salons that they work in. Uh, so so the, the majority of the staff are furloughed. Uh, but again, when that, this all kicked off, nobody knew what was going to happen. So we were look, luckily in a fortunate position where we would be able to you know, accommodate all the staff for X amount of weeks, months, whatever. Um, so that really wasn't like, a, we didn't panic at first because I was thinking, well, we're all right for a while. Yeah. Um, and then when furlough came along, that did make things a lot easier, except obviously for company directors like Michael and myself, because we didn't really qualify for anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was hard because we thought, we didn't know how the stylists would react because... We weren't sure whether commission was going to be taken into consideration with the furlough oh, or whether course, it was just going yeah. to be basic salary. Yeah. And most of our salaries are on a, a low basic, but yeah. a high commission rate. Did you feel so a sense of, com- I guess, responsibility as well towards them? I mean, that must be a bit of a oh, pressure God, in itself, isn't it? Massive, because we, we know they've all got great lives. They've all got nice cars and they've got big houses and big mortgages and, yeah. and you know, expensive lifestyles. So... For that just to be snatched away, mm. they're the first people they're going to look at as Michael and I and say, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. And we yeah, were like, like, thinking, like it puts what, it, what is going to happen? It is the family aspect of hairdressing, isn't it? You know, you run your businesses with teams like families, really. And, and Michael, what's been the, um, again, just to set the scene for people listening, so you've got four premises. Are you struggling, well, not struggling, but is it a big consideration like rental or or, or are you sorted as far as premises? Because I know that's a massive cost for a lot of people. Well, out of the premises that we the, that we rent, um, we were really, really fortunate that the landlords that we have, um, before we'd even 
gone to them, they came to us and offered us a three month um, rent holiday, which was amazing. Mm. You know, it's kind of, it's just they're not, obviously not obliged to do it. Um, so I was thrilled. I was thrilled that that happened because it does take a little bit of pressure off. Uh, then obviously, you know, um, premises where we actually own the premises, then we can just deal with that ourselves. You know, we don't have to. And then the, we've got a premises which is inside a hotel and fortunately the they gave that hotel over to the NHS. Oh. So that sort of effectively took care of the rent because they weren't going to charge us rent because no. they'd volunteered the hotel yeah. to the NHS. So in that respect we were really very lucky really. Yeah. And I think the but for us the biggest um stress for me and for Michael obviously was um how the staff were going to manage, you know, and that I did feel a massive responsibility and I'm a, I'm a real I get major anxiety about what if this happens, what if that happens, what if this doesn't happen, what will they do? And it was like, oh my God, I was just literally two days ago I was going to Barbados, yeah, and yeah. now I've got and like sixty people, people yeah. who are not going to get paid next week, and, and that, it was just um, I know in the yeah, ex- it was, wasn't so, good. Certainly in the first few weeks, Gary, I noticed you and a couple of other people sort of, you know, on Facebook at two in the morning or three in the morning. You know, I can't sleep. What's going on? How did you cope with that? What what helped? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously. Um, yeah, because we when when this all happened, um, we had a group that we set up with other hairdressers that we know, well-known hairdressers. And because uh, we were all texting and messaging anyway, so we set up a group on Facebook and uh, on Messenger. And it was literally sometimes... You know, people would say, oh, I didn't sleep last night. So we'd have this, like, middle-of-the-night club. Yeah. And I think me and Charlie Taylor one night were talking at about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Robert Eaton and, uh, <laughs> you know, Phil Smith. There was loads of us. We were all, we were all in the same position, really. Yeah. I think that was the good thing because you knew that you weren't just on your own. Yeah, we were all in it together. Yeah. And, Michael, what was your big... In those going back to those, you know, now we're what nine weeks in, if you can remember the first two or three weeks, what was your big preoccupation? I've always been quite good at being able to empty my head when I go to, when I go to bed, um, which which allows me to sleep. But you know, in terms of the worries, I had all the same worries as Gary. You know, all the team, how how it's going to affect them. In fact, I think we were probably thinking about how it's going to affect them more than how it was going to affect us. Um, and then, you know, as the days turned into weeks, the kind of the tide turned and I started thinking about how it was going to affect us as well. Um, and it is it is a massive worry. You know, I started thinking about in different scenarios and how the business is going to look on the other side of this will there still will there still be a business mm. if so what will it look like how it, how different is it going to be um you know all of the salons have break even figures and you know in order in order for the salons to be um healthy we need to hit those break even figures so then i'm thinking you know if we can only work at half capacity are we going to be able to kind of meet you know all meet the break even figure if not what's going to happen will we have to close it what's plan b yeah and before you know it you've kind of rewritten you've rewritten your future and you're you're, you're looking at a different life um i think for both of us it's been um slightly different because obviously there's a we, we i'm older than michael and uh you know 
20 years ago, this I would have handled this a completely different way. Mm. Uh, but like when you're getting to towards the end of you know um, my career, you know like I'm I'm 60 next year, so I have been talking about sort of taking a bit more of a back seat, mm-hmm. still doing like the shows and seminars and all that kind of thing, but from the salon. So it was like it was trying to come. I've been we had I had a meeting with a, um, a pension guy the couple of weeks before, and we were looking what we could do in the following year, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that plan had completely changed. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, like I think, we might not have a business now, and yeah. it's like, what's going to happen? So it was like, it was hard because I was looking at it like this is the end of the world, mm. <laughs> and Michael was trying to keep keep me up and prop yeah. me up, saying it's going to be fine, it's going to be good, but I always need to have something to focus on. So we were we went through all different scenarios. We were going to transform the house into a salon and. It was going to be awesome. <laughs> I had to have something to think about. We're, we're pretty good, though. You know, I think what what is a, a great quality that we have together, and, and it comes into play personally and in business, is that if Gary is an overthinker, and because of that, panics sometimes. Well, not sometimes. I think often unnecessarily. Um, and I can be a really common influence on him. Yeah. Um, so we meet somewhere in the middle. So my calmness and his uh, his overthinking, we end up finding a bit of common ground where it's just a nice balance. What's coming through to you when you are chatting with friends and other salon owners and whether they're big salon, small salon, what are the big preoccupations you think that people are, are finding the most challenging? Is it the finances or is it the... Just I think, not... obviously, I think it's the uncertainty, first of all. Yeah. I think when we, when we first started off the, the group, we were all saying the same things. We were all literally in panic mode. You could tell, you could sense the fear mm. in, in the comments and that. And I think as the time's gone on, um, people have relaxed a little bit more and not got, not, not maybe as, as panicked now because I know they've got their staff on furlough and realised they can get payment holidays from rent and that. And, uh, but I think for everybody, it's, all, it's been about the staff and it's been about getting... And also the fear, are the staff going to be there when this all is all over? Yeah. Have the staff rethought about where they're going to be? Do they really want to come back to a salon? You know, because there's been so many reports about people wanting that, that client to go to the house, the that stylist to go to the house. and So there was all those elements as well. It's not just about whether we'll get the salon open, it's whether we'll actually have a team when this is all what over. What have you been doing then to keep in touch with your team and to kind of make sure they're do, all doing okay? Well, well, yeah, I'll let Michael answer that because there's been a lot of things going <laughs> no, on. Before this all happened, you know, I think, I, I think most kind of groups and, and they even um, independent salons have this, but, you know, as well as WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups, mm. we also have, a, we have the Hooker & Young Forum, oh, which okay. is a closed, a closed Facebook page. So every member of the team is on there and we use it to, to in the past, we've used it to do everything, you know, share share educational things share fun things and it's a great way of everybody keeping in touch with each other and you know and, and it's used regularly it's been a brilliant brilliant thing we've had it for about 10 years now and what we've started to do obviously we can't make people do anything whilst they're furloughed but Gary and I have been doing Facebook lives on the forum, okay. so closed just for all the team. Mm-hmm. So it's become like so we, you know, I'll kind of like go on maybe on a Monday and say, you know, morning everyone, we're going to be doing a Facebook live on Thursday morning at eleven o'clock. Hope to see you there, and they'll all they'll all be there, 
and we'll we'll go live so they can see us and we kind of give them uh, updates um, based on you know new government uh, guidelines we also let them we open it up to questions so they can ask us things so they've asked us things like you know holiday holiday entitlement and what happens when the furlough ends and so everything you'd expect them to be curious about we've kind of we've answered it but it's brilliant to be able to do it um as a live so they can see our faces yeah. and you know you kind of get that lovely connection you feel the love a little bit more then um so it's, it's been great but in addition to that on that forum we've been doing uh, we've been doing bingos pub quizzes oh great um yeah. Karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke. We've done, we've done so much stuff and it's brilliant. And they've all, you know, with the exception of a handful who maybe can't, you know, can't connect or whatever, Mm. the majority of people have done it and it has been brilliant. And that has kept, you know, Nikki, you mentioned the whole kind of family thing before which hairdressing has and, and that has kept that family element of it going. You know, everybody, Mm. everybody feels really close when we finish it. The comments keep coming in and everybody's going, oh, my God, I love that. It was so amazing. I love you all. I miss you all. And it's just been it's been such a lovely thing to do Mm. to keep in touch with everybody. And, you know, I think from a a mental health perspective, it is so important because you don't realise you don't realise how much you you rely on and miss the people that you work with. Yeah, because we're all stuck at home with our families, which You know, for a lot of people, that's brilliant. They've never seen their family so much ever. <laughs> but, you know, you, your friends your friends are often your lifeline, the, the, your confidant, you know, the, the, the people you share your, your life with and your secrets with and everything. And to not have that in your life for such a long time mm. is... Um, is awful for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think we're we're very conscious. We have a few people who work for us who don't have a partner and they don't live with their families. So they're, they're, they're spend on their lot, own. They're on their own. So we do make an effort to keep in touch with them because, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like to do this on your own. Mm, yeah. You know, uh, we, yeah, I've got okay. my, my mother's on her own and, and it's, it's awful. So you've got to stay connected. And we also have the, the policy that people can contact us whenever they want. Yeah. There's anything bothering them or they're not sure about something, you know, we've got an open house. They can ring us or text us any time they want. I've seen, again, I've seen a few rants coming out from one of you (laughs) on a few bits. You've been watching the telly and or something. Yeah, I think that was me. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be Gary. I I was watching everything at first. Everything. I I sat and watched the television from nine o'clock in the morning till... 10 o'clock at night, every day. And it was driving us mad. And the, the rant I think you're talking about is that you know, there was somebody on, it was quite early on actually as well, which is, I think that's why I ranted on so much about it because it was somebody talking about home hair colouring. And I just thought, we haven't even been in this a week now. Yeah. yeah. And yet, was telling it, people. So it, now, on reflection, I get why they did it. and um, It was a bit premature, I felt. I just felt it was a bit too soon well i think it was too raw um, for everybody as well yeah actually i think I, I was referring to you commenting on some oh. of the questions that were being posed to somebody on question time or something oh, oh yeah work. i know the one that yeah. was yeah. the one that i was thinking of <laughs> in particular but I, I, have, I have to turn the questions off now i just think <laughs> yeah. they're really that thick <laughs> you have to ask that question i do slightly worry that there are people who've made themselves vulnerable without perhaps knowing sometimes that hangs around or that might be re- 
rebound on you? We've um, just had a feature in the local press. Yeah, we've been very careful what we've said about what the salon's going to be like when we get back. Yeah. Because to be quite honest with you, I mean, after the initial panic and what we thought we were going to have to do, we've sort of laid off of that, laid off that a little bit because. Nobody really knows no. what we're going to have to do or what are going to be the guidelines. I don't think anybody should be hung out to dry for anything that they say or, you know, use the wrong words or whatever, because more than ever now, um, our social media platforms are being used for live mm. things more than they ever, ever have. Yeah. And I think because of that, people, a lot of people run the risk of saying the wrong thing, which yeah. may cause a bit of offence or a bit of upset. But you know what? It's just like, it's a little bit like a newspaper. You read it in the newspaper, then it's yesterday's news. And I think yeah. live stuff on social media, should, people should adopt that attitude. Mm. Don't hang anybody out to dry. If they say something and they don't say quite what they should have said, then you know what? So yeah. fine, it's fine. Yeah. Just Turn move off. on from and it. And also, you know, this yeah. is a time where everyone's struggling. You know, you're going to say things, you're you're frustrated you're angry you you know emotions are, exactly, are heightened exactly yeah and i think so you two have contributed very kindly to um our little film that's out this week which is we have, you know yeah. it's okay and it's okay yeah. to not be okay sometimes as well you know we all have you know there's you two seemingly in a very strong position but in a lot of success and you're going through some of the same struggles as other people listening to this I think that it does make you realize when it when it when you really come down to the wire, like we all have been and, and you know, and are, um, it doesn't really matter who you are, what your background is, what you've achieved or what you have, we're, we're all the same. Yeah. You know, everybody's struggles are the same. Maybe it's all relative to your life, but everybody's struggles are the same. And um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely brought people together. I've been asked a couple of times, you know, what would you like, you know, of all the changes that have happened during this, what would you like to see remain or stay the same afterwards? And it would be the, the togetherness um, that it's brought with people, mm. friends, families, colleagues. Strangers, um, really, as well. And uh, Yeah, and strangers. It's just, it almost feels like we've taken a step back in time to many, many years ago when people were kinder and more interactive and would say hello to the, each other on the street. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I love that. I love that. And I hope that stays. A lot of people talk about us going, can't wait to get back to normal. I'm not sure I want the new normal to be the old normal. I want a lot of these changes to stay. Because yeah. I've, I've loved it, you know. I've, um, instead of just living in a world where we text everybody, people are now have the time to pick up the phone and have a phone call or a yeah. FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And that, is, that has become normal now. Yeah. You know, my phone my phone goes on a morning and it's normally a FaceTime instead of a text. I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm washing last night's dishes up in the kitchen and I've got my phone stood on the bench FaceTiming me a friend, you know, and it's just, it's just lovely. I love all of that. And I, I really, really hope that people have learned uh, a good life lesson out of this to be, um, to be kind and to be patient and to have time for people because it's so important. And, and I've, got to say if I could remove if I could remove the worries and the stresses of the business I've never felt so calm and so stress-free in all my life oh that's yeah. really nice to hear honestly <clears throat> it, it's it... yeah I think because like we've both said that I like I say I get major anxiety about a lot of things hmm. um but the majority of my anxiety is from from work yeah. really 
or work related, um, mainly because I overthink things and I, I worry about things too much and other people's what they're whether they're making the right decision on what they're going to do or what kind of car they're going to buy or whether they should do this and it's like I like take too many things into my head that I don't really need to. So ha not having all of that has been a lot. It's been great for me. Although, but sometimes I do. You get up in the morning. And might say, how are you today? And I go, I'm not going to have a good day today, I don't think. And I'd sort of like preempt that I'm, I'm going to have a shit day, really. Yeah. We're, um, re we're really good like that because, I, you know, I'm very aware that Gary does suffer um, from anxiety. And, it, you know, some days can be great days and some days can be not so great days. And, you know, we, you know we're business partners, we're married, but we're best friends and I will start the day. I can tell by the way he comes into the kitchen, you know, and I'll say... And how are you today? Are you okay? And like, you know, we'll have a hug and just try and start the day positive. And he'll say, no, I'm not, I'm not in a good place today. I'm just, you know, and it's just, I think you've got to share. It's really important to share how you feel with the people around you because, you know, you, you know the old saying, a, prob a problem shared is a problem halved. And, and it's absolutely true. I think yeah. if you're feeling down, once you've vocalised it and you've actually said it to somebody, it doesn't feel quite so bad. Yeah. I think yeah. when, you keep things in, when you keep things inside and let it fester, a small problem, or you may be waking up not feeling, not quite yourself, mm. by keeping it to yourself, you could end up feeling really pretty low. Yeah, yeah. And I, and um, I think also for the for the person hearing it, um, I know when sometimes I'm not having a great moment. I wouldn't. It's not even always a day. Sometimes I don't need someone to fix me. I just need somebody to hear me. Yeah, you just need yeah. to vent, don't you? You just need yeah, to get so it out. I, I, yeah. So I'm not looking for someone to say, "Well, why don't we do this and do that?" I just want someone to say, "Yeah, it's a bit crap, isn't it?" You know what? It's just uh, and it it it's basically it's good to talk. Yeah. You know, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the 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 changes. People are talking now more than ever. Families are connecting and talking. Friends are. Everybody is. And, God, it, it couldn't have come at a better time because I think when people are feel, feeling vulnerable and stressed mm -hmm. um, and unsure and uncertain, to be able to talk about that, and sometimes, like what you've just said, Nikki, it's, it's, just, a, it's just about talking. And for me, often, it's just about being a good listener. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just letting somebody kind of talk to you like that and obviously I'm saying Gary and I do that but we always say it to our team as well you know we're only a phone call away just if you ever if ever you want to speak pick up the phone we've had some really great you know the, the, the team have been amazing as well yeah uh you know within the first two weeks we two two of the staff who've just got married and have just took on a bigger mortgage and you know they must have feel must have been thinking oh my god what is going yeah. to happen and that and we sorted stuff out for them and everything we had a chat with them and they, they came round the house, did the social distancing, and they, they just rang the buzzer, and, and uh, they, she said, I've just left you something outside the door. There was a big bunch of flowers and a big box of chocolates and a bottle of Jack Daniels for Michael. <laughs> and they said, we just wanted to give you this just to say thanks for uh, looking after us. And a card, a card oh, just saying, th thank you, thank you for everything that you do. And I was saying, oh, my God. Yeah. It was <laughs> so emotional. I, I think yeah. when we were all feeling emotional anyway in the first few weeks and I got that, I thought, God, I'm going to cry. I know. It's so, know so it's... kind. Now everyone knows what it's like to be a menopausal woman because we're all yeah. feeling <laughs> emotional all the time. I think I'm a many, menopausal man. I think I'm, I'm, I might have hit that. And, and um, baking, I've seen you both. So it's really important to look after your own 
physical well-being as well, isn't it? I've yeah. seen some fantastic looking cakes and dinners and things coming up on your <laughs> on your stream. <laughs> That's Michael, not me. Is it? Oh. Well, I don't. You know what? I'd only really discovered bacon about six months ago. Uh, I always like to have a little something going on to take my mind away from work, mm-hmm. and I love to cook anyway. And I'd never baked, and I started baking, and then when lockdown happened, I just kind of upped the ante a little bit. So I've been making <laughs> lemon drizzle cakes, oh, oh. orange sponge, all sorts of things, and they've been a huge success. So I've now just bought myself. It, it arrived yesterday. I bought like a confectioner's kit. Because I'm going to master the art of fancy icing, so oh, I'm going to wow. do flowers. Oh and, yeah, I better teach you that. Oh, Gary <laughs> used to. Gary used to be a. Um, That's what I did, did before I was a hairdresser. I did yeah. you. I never knew that. Yeah, um, confectioner. I mean, many many years ago. You'll be, I you'll be starting now. up a new business by the time lockdown's finished. Yeah. I think it was pre-war, Gary, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. We, we went. We actually sat one day. You know, we'd had a couple of glasses of wine in the garden. We're saying. Right, so what will we do if everything goes, you know, everything, nothing happens and we don't, can't get back to work? Well, we can do this we'll and we can do that. I could do the dogs again and we can start having, Michael Brilliant. can do bacon or we could be like a little tea room <laughs> in our house because we've got like a nice I like the idea of the tea a room. A tea room would be fun. And what, so what about exercise then? Because you don't, you both look quite well. You don't look as though you've eaten all the pies. So well, are you... I, are you I, I, I go in the gym. We've got a, a little gym here. So I go in the gym... Uh, Every day, I have two days off, so I alternate that. So I start every day with an hour in the gym, um, which is which is good. And then obviously we've got we walk the dogs as well, which is also great for us to be exercised. Yeah. But don't be fooled by the cakes; it makes it look sound like we're having a really really dreadful <laughs> diet. <laughs> no, but... no, let's say we need to sort of and sadly bring this to a bit of a close now. But what ending on a sort of positive thing? We've talked a bit about what you hope the industry retains. What are you both? Like, what are you going to do first when you get out of those garden gates properly and, and it's sort of back I to think work. we'll probably go... <clears throat> we've both been seeing our parents um, regularly because we've been dropping shopping off every week and, like, meals on wheels, taking food. And I think for us and for them, um, they are desperate for a hug. Aww. And I think that would have to be top of the list. Yeah. Go, and, yeah. go and see Gary's mum and go and see my parents and everybody needs... A nice big hug. hug out. Yeah. Oh, don't. Oh, God, I miss oh. <laughs> It's going to be hard for hairdressing, isn't it? Because we do all hug and kiss each other yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's fantastic. Maybe I mean, the new hairdressing, normal. we kiss people and hug each other even if we don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a wonder there hasn't been a coronavirus in hairdressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> It's going to be, we're going to have to retrain ourselves. I feel like we've done it justice, that we've, you know, we've taken it seriously, but we've had a nice, you know, some really uplifting things in You know what, it's been a little bit like therapy as well. Absolutely. I feel, I feel <laughs> really great now. It's good to share. It is. Yeah. It is good to share. Thank you so much yeah, for your time. Thank and you, guys. Thank, thank, thank you, Michael Young and Gary Hooker. Thank you so much to Gary and Michael for joining us on a podcast. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to log on to respectyou.me where you'll find a whole load of uh, podcasts from really great guests. Um, and please, when you're on iTunes, uh, don't forget to rate and review us because uh, it will push us up the charts. Okay, thanks. Guys, bye.